Grace and peace to you from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm Nader Mansour and I pray this message will draw you closer to Jesus. Many people use the Hebrew word for God, Elohim, to prove that God is more than one person or a trinity. Here is an example of that. Do you know the word that's used there in Hebrew for God is Elohim. That word Elohim is plural. It's like we, us. It's a plural. God is communicating himself to us as a plural God because he is composed of these three persons. Now, this is a mystery. What does Elohim mean according to the Bible? Does it really tell us that God is more than one person or a trinity? Is this what the first chapter of the Bible is saying? That's what we're going to find out today. Hi everyone, my name is Nader Mansour, and welcome to Prove All Things, where we explore current issues and questions in light of the Bible. The very first chapter in the Bible, to many people, is proof that God is a trinity. The reason is the Hebrew word for God used there, Elohim. Here is Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The Hebrew word Elohim is the plural form of the Hebrew word El and Eloah, which is the word for God. Because it is plural, it is claimed that this signifies that God is some kind of a plurality, most popularly, the Trinity. Is the Trinity in Genesis 1? What is the meaning of Elohim? And does it only have a plural meaning? The answer is no. Here is how Brown Driver Briggs Hebrew lexicon defines it as plural when referring to rulers, judges, divine ones, angels, and gods. That's the meaning many people read in Genesis 1 that it's referring to a plurality, that God is more than one. But there is another meaning, number two. Plural intensive, singular meaning, God, goddess, godlike one, works or special possessions of God, and the true God. It says that this meaning, the singular, is applicable to the true God. Most times Elohim refers to the true God and other times to the gods of the heathen. Even though it is a plural word, it does have a singular meaning. The context and grammar in Genesis 1.1 is clear that it is singular in meaning. This is self-evident from the fact that the verb created in Hebrew bara is in the singular. Thus it denotes greatness and majesty rather than plurality. There are many examples of how the plural Elohim can be used to convey a singular meaning. In Exodus 7.1, God actually calls Moses Elohim. And the Lord said unto Moses, See, I have made thee a God to Pharaoh, and Aaron thy brother shall be thy prophet. Why would God use the plural word Elohim when talking about Moses? It's pretty obvious that Moses was not more than one person. God was going to magnify Moses in the eyes of Pharaoh. Here's how Exodus 11.3 puts it. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt in the sight of Pharaoh's servants and in the sight of the people. That was because God made him Elohim to Pharaoh. It meant very great, not multiples of Moses. There are literally hundreds of similar examples that we could use. The point is really simple. Elohim does not always imply a plurality. The great majority of its appearances in the Bible are actually with a singular meaning. Malachi, the last prophet of the Old Testament, confirms that Elohim in Genesis is only referring to one person. Here's what it says in Malachi 2.10. Have we not all one Father? Hath not one God created us? 
The Creator Elohim is only one, not more than one. He is one Father. This is the consistent teaching and understanding of the Hebrews when it comes to the word Elohim. When it comes to the true God, it is always, without a single exception, singular in meaning, denoting supreme greatness and majesty. Someone might say, but it has to be more than one because God says us in Genesis. That means there is more than one. This is the plurality of God. This is the Trinity. Here it is in Genesis 1, 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let's just stop and think for a minute. When a speaker says us, it doesn't mean he is more than one, but it does mean that he is addressing someone else. Malachi said that the one Elohim is one father. It was the father speaking to someone when he said, let us make man. Who he is speaking to is listening to what's being said by Elohim. He's not talking at the same time. He's not saying the same thing. So the question is, who was Elohim, the father, talking to? The Bible gives us the answer. Ephesians 3.9 says that it was God who created all things by Jesus Christ. And in Hebrews 1.2, it tells us that God the Father created all things by His Son. And the wise man in Proverbs 30 verse 4 asks a series of questions relating to creation. Who hath ascended up into heaven or descended? Who hath gathered the wind in his fists? Who hath bound the waters in a garment? Who hath established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is his son's name, if thou canst tell? These and many other passages attribute the work of creation to two beings, a father and a son. God the Father is the great source of all, and He created all things by His Son. Now we can know with certainty who is speaking in Genesis 1.26. God the Father said to His Son, Let us make man in our image. As such, when God created man, He created two beings, not three. That is conclusive proof that the us in Genesis 1 and other similar passages refer to only two individuals, the Father addressing His Son, not three. One Christian writer explained it this way. After the earth was created and the beasts upon it, the father and son carried out their purpose, which was designed before the fall of Satan, to make man in their own image. They had wrought together in the creation of the earth and every living thing upon it. And now God says to his son, let us make man in our image. There is absolutely no evidence that the Jews conceived of or used the word Elohim to convey the idea of God being plural or more than one person. After all, they are more familiar with Hebrew. It is their language. And so we find that in the Greek translation of the Hebrew Old Testament, the Septuagint, the Greek word used for God is Theos. When it refers to the God of Israel, it is in the singular every single time. The same rule applies in the New Testament. Theos is always a singular noun when referring to the true God, but it is plural when referring to false gods. So the inspired Bible authors recognize that God, the God of the Bible is a single individual being, one person. That is how they understood and translated the word Elohim. The problem exists today because people unfamiliar with the Hebrew language are quick to jump to Trinitarian conclusions. It is common knowledge today for those who are familiar with Hebrew that the word Elohim does not even hint at a plurality of God or a trinity. Here it is from Smith's Bible Dictionary. Elohim, the fanciful idea that it referred to the trinity of persons in the Godhead hardly finds now a supporter among scholars. 
This is just representative of countless other quotes and sources, both Hebrew and Christian, that affirm the same thing. Even Trinitarian scholars are honest enough to admit that Elohim does not support a plurality of persons in the God of the Bible. Here is how one scholar puts it. My name is Yiri Moskala, and I am professor of Old Testament exegesis and theology. There are some people who would like to say that the term Elohim, term for God, um, is um, already an allusion to the Trinity. Well, here we need to be more careful. We cannot say that because it's in the plural form, therefore it's an indication for the Trinity. And is it an argument in favor of Trinity? And I have to say here, no, it is not. Unfortunately, no. So in conclusion, the word Elohim is a fitting and appropriate title for the true and living God. It doesn't mean that he is more than one person, but it does mean that he is the fullness of majesty and greatness. He is the one God and Father of all who is above all. This is the Elohim of the Bible. See you next time on Prove All Things. are blessed by this message remember to subscribe and share it with others we're available on apple podcasts spotify and wherever you listen to podcasts your prayers and support are appreciated may god richly bless you through his son jesus